Hey there, healthy-ish listeners. Thanks for tuning in and welcome if this is your first time listening. This, of course, is the daily podcast from Body and Soul with me, your host, Felicity Harley. Now, every so often I come across a story, as I'm sure you do as well, that is equally sad and heartbreaking as it is inspiring. And as you might know, I'm in the world of AFL and I came across Kelly Finlayson's story. She is the wife of Port Adelaide player Jeremy Finlayson. Now, she was diagnosed with stage four bowel cancer at age 25. And today she joins me to share her journey and how she stays mentally strong each day. And morning, you might need tissues because I did when I first listened to her talk. Now, if you do want to hear my full interview with Kelly, where we go a bit more into her diagnosis and prognosis, it is a really worthwhile listen. You can grab our chat on Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts. Kelly, lovely to have you on Healthish today. Thanks for having me. Now, your story, I mean, I did watch you on the project a few months ago and I did have a few tears there with my kids around me. It's a remarkable, I mean, you just show such remarkable courage and resilience. Just tell us what you've been through in the past year or so. Yeah, well, obviously long story short because it is a very long story, but um, got diagnosed with stage three bowel cancer in November at three months postpartum and within a week that was upgraded to stage four after all the testing um, just because it had spread past lymph nodes in the area. Um, I had no idea what that meant, obviously, because unless you've had the disease or lived around someone that has, you just don't really know much about it. Um, To me, it was just another stage of having cancer, which is scary enough as it is, and did eight months of treatment and then was given the watch and wait type mm-hmm. signal um, that my surgeon was very happy with how far I'd come and was pretty optimistic about the rest of my life basically. And so I went on living it as much as I could. Um, in December 2022, so a year later, or just a bit over a year la- later, I thought I had COVID because I had really tight chest and couldn't breathe and thought I was being melodramatic, um, which I horribly put down to my husband when he had COVID because I thought he was a bit of a drama queen. Um, <laughs> I think they all are, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then I uh, went into the doctor asking for a, uh, a concoction of nutrients, basically, which um, immunocompromised people got when they had COVID. And I was actually very lucky that the nurse at the hospital that I went to, it was a local regional hospital, um, was following my journey. So she took me very seriously and was like, look, Kel, I know you think what you've got, all the symptoms make sense, but Mm. we're going to take it a little bit more serious. I'll book you in for a CT. We'll send you up to emergency now. Like, don't stress. Emergency is the only place that we have the CT system here. So, like, that's where you have to go. And I'm like, oh. I've had a million before, so I wasn't stressed um, until obviously it came back with a large um, blur in my chest cavity, so a softball size. Um, I don't know, I can't remember what they called it, but it was it it looked like a softball size tumor. It wasn't, yeah. but it looked like a softball size tumor in my chest cavity, <sighs> which we later found out was um, pneumonia masking a tumor. And then when they went into have a look in my lungs in a scope. They found one tiny little 
tumor. So it was also cancer um, in January. So then we've started all over again. <laughs> so yeah. what's the hardest part? What's been the hardest part of all this? Um, the hardest part is probably the things that have been taken from me, not so much dealing with the disease itself. Everyone gets thrown hard, hard things in life. And like, I can see that now that I'm going through a hard thing that there's a lot of hard things that people are going through that no one really hears about. Mm. And it's only because I'm so open that you're hearing about mine, I guess. Um, but the hardest part is, yeah, all the things that have been taken from me. So like my fertility, my first year as a mom, my ability to support my husband in a career that's quite stressful um because I've had to put myself first and his stress has just been less less important or less of a priority yes, so yeah, yeah there's just things that, things that I thought my first year of motherhood would be like that they haven't been and yeah the, what I thought I'd be able to do post having children etc and yeah so how's your how's your health today um so my bloods are showing that I'm very well. My bloods are, my tumor markers are stable, which means, so in like um, basic terminology, uh, under five is considered a normal tumor marker and I'm sitting under two, which is obviously extraordinary. So um, my tumor markers are actually lower than Jeremy's who doesn't have cancer, which is fantastic. Wow. Yes. But also we know what's going on inside. So without the scans to, I guess, um, not, Oh, what's the word? Without the scans to confirm what my bloods are saying, I am still just doing the same thing that I would be yeah. doing if I were living with ongoing cancer symptoms, yeah. What do you think are the biggest, biggest misconceptions around bowel cancer? I mean, I've been working in this space for a while now and I just feel there's more and more stories of young women in particular, you know, with bowel cancer or showing up with symptoms of bowel yeah, cancer. Yeah, for sure. I think since being diagnosed, when I had never heard of bowel cancer, didn't even know it was, was a thing, since being diagnosed and obviously speaking about it so openly, the amount of people that I've heard that have had similar stories or have their parents who are in their 40s that have, bow, have been diagnosed with bowel cancer or similar stories like that, even just like people with my own surgeon being diagnosed since me coming out about it, it's, it's crazy. Like it, it is the leading cancer killer for my age bracket, the 25 to 36. So mm. that that's yeah. huge. You, I don't think anyone hears about that really. Like I've never heard anything to do with bowel cancer until obviously being diagnosed. And it is misconception that it's an old person's disease. Like any cancer really, you don't think you're going to get it until you're old. Mm. And that's just, that's just the reality. The reality is that that's, I guess, what we're shown what we're shown is our grandparents getting it we're not shown our best friend or our wife or our mum for example or even daughter yeah getting cancer it's always your grandparents or the old lady next door or do you, do you know what I mean yeah. yeah yeah I mean you have an amazing positivity about you I mean as I saw on the project you're speaking to me now and across your social media what has the thought of when you're faced with dying taught you about living yeah and I think I get this a lot actually and it's quite quite frustrating with people being like but you're still doing so much and you don't look unhealthy which to be fair now yes I don't look unhealthy because my hair started to grow back but I did look very unhealthy for a while there I was weighing under 45 kilograms which is not healthy for my mm. weight my age and height I was tiny and I was I was unwell I was like a little ghost of myself but I guess I still looked well in 
comparison to others. I wasn't in an ICU bed yes. the whole time that I was yeah. unwell and I was able to go do things and people were so confused, like, how, how are you able to do these things? But I believe that if I'm not actually living my life, what's the point of still being alive? Mm. Like, uh-huh. they're all still doing these things. Why can't I? Yeah, yeah. If I'm able to, why wouldn't I? But yeah, yeah, exactly. So just if, you know, what are some of the symptoms we should look out for? Like if anyone's listening thinking, oh, I'm not, sh-, you know, is there blood in my stool or whatever it is, what are some key symptoms? Yeah, so the five symptoms that I would list off is abdominal pain, um, infrequencies in the bowel or like more or less. Um, blood in the stool is obviously a huge one. Um Un- unexplained tiredness is also another one and weight loss mm. is another one which obviously when you're having a baby and giving birth you're losing weight anyway so yeah. it's hard to tell what it is yeah well thank so. you for joining us today and we wish you all the best on your road to recovery thank you very much I do encourage you to listen to my chat with Kelly on Extra Healthy-ish where she talks more about her cancer battle i think you'll find it inspiring if you did like this podcast you can rate review or subscribe to it you can jump online bodyandsoul.com.au and you can join the conversation via body and soul on instagram or facebook grab our print edition which is out in your local sunday paper and until tomorrow stay healthy ish I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.